ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. Can you imagine if the tax office went into your bank account and retrieved money it says you owe it without your permission? Well, it can do that and it does. It's a practice that distressed a former ATO employee and now whistleblower so much, he tried to help some taxpayers get around it. Now he could end up in jail for up to 46 years. Today, investigative journalist Adele Ferguson on his case and how whistleblower laws in Australia are failing all of us. Adele, let's start in April 2018. It's about eight o'clock in the morning at a house in Adelaide and officers from the Australian Tax Office and the Australian Federal Police are raiding the home of Richard Boyle. You've spoken with Richard's wife, Louise Beeston. How does she describe that day? She was lying in bed asleep and then there was this huge knock at the door. A knock at the door. Richard got out of bed. And she's wondering what it is. Her husband, Richard, goes to the door and she thinks it's someone with a package. And then she looks up and sees a policeman. Standing in my bedroom doorway. I could see his gun in his holster. I was, I was in shock. And she thinks, what on earth is going on? So this all unfolded as you were preparing a report for Fairfax and Four Corners and you'd spoken with Richard Boyle. He'd worked in the tax office and he'd started to feel uneasy about what was happening there, didn't he? Yes, he did. He said that there was a directive from his boss to start using heavy-handed tactics to get debt, you know, money that taxpayers owed to use garnishes, which is a really heavy-handed tactic where you can actually just go to the bank and say, you know, here's a garnishee notice and you can just take 100% of the money that's in that bank account of the taxpayer Mm. and at the same time send a note out and often the taxpayer doesn't even know it's happened. So when they go to their bank account to withdraw money, There's nothing there, and they're told the tax office has just garnished you. Right, so he's really concerned about how taxpayers with debts were being treated at the time. Yeah, absolutely. He actually lodged a complaint. He he went through official whistleblower channels in October of 2017 to say there's some things I'm not feeling comfortable with at the ATO. And I stated that... Uh, we may be shutting down the wrong businesses and causing great distress to the community and possibly even pushing people towards suicide that um, needed our compassion as opposed to the people that we should rightly be uh, targeting with standard garnishes. And Adele, a key part of Richard Boyle's story is a man named Dirk Fielding. Who's he? Dirk Fielding was a taxpayer who'd had this 
catastrophic health issue. He'd had an aneurysm of the brain. So he was in hospital. He was in ICU for a month. Does anybody know that's that's virtually a death sentence? Not many people make it into hospital. I was one of those people who had to learn how to walk again, how to swallow. So his wife and kids were taking over the business. It was a small publishing business in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And he got into troubled the tax office because an employee in WA was defrauding him. And so the business got a garnishee notice and they took 100% of the money out of the bank account and they they didn't know how to pay their employees the following week. So Dirk Fielding is saying that he's trying to um, get in touch with the tax office, but he couldn't get through. So he sent a fax saying, please help me. And then he sent a second one begging for help. I literally begged. I needed I needed help. I wasn't trying to avoid the tax. All I was saying was that I just needed to get back on back on my feet. And that's when Richard contacted me. And that's when Richard rang him up. It was a weekend and he said, I can help you. I can lift this garnishee and put you on a debt repayment package, which he did. Right. So Richard Boyle's come across the case of Dirk Fielding and he really wants to help him out. Yes, because he realised this man was really sick and he wasn't dodging paying his tax. He had a legitimate reason why he couldn't do it. And so issuing a garnishee notice just wasn't the right way to go about it. But Adele, inadvertently, Dirk's case has actually landed Richard Boyle in trouble, hence the visit from the AFP and the ATO in April 2018. That's right. So I had been told to talk to Dirk Fielding. So I'd given him a call. He rang me back and then he said to send an email, which I did. He got worried thinking, why Why is Four Corners calling me? So he contacted Richard at the ATO. He rang up to see if Richard would talk to him. I rang the ATO and I asked for Richard Boyle. And of course, Richard wasn't there. He was, he'd been suspended because he, you know, he was a whistleblower and all sorts of things were going on behind the scenes. And I got asked a few questions. I said, hey, look, Four Corners has been on the phone to me. Things, things blew up from there. And the tax office went into another mode. Yes. And the next thing we know, Richard Boyle's house is raided because they're wondering how did a journalist at Four Corners get Dirk Fielding's mobile number? I've got to wear some of the responsibility, Adele. You're carrying a lot of guilt. Absolutely. Yep. I feel terrible. I feel absolutely terrible for Richard who's put his life on the line to help me and he is being persecuted to such an extent. It's it's just insanity. And Richard Boyle is now in a lot of trouble, isn't he? He is. When he was raided, they seized computers and laptops and what they found was some recorded voice messages of people inside the ATO and also a number of taxpayers' information, including Dirk Fielding's. These were people that Richard Boyle was trying to help. Richard Boyle hadn't handed over their details to other people. He hadn't sold them. What he was doing, he had them at his home to help them out. Mm, So what exactly has Richard Boyle Adele been charged with? 
He's been charged with 24 offences. Many of them are having taxpayers' personal information at his home instead of inside the tax office and having recorded voices. Right. So he recorded conversations of people inside the tax office, which counts for a number of offences. Yeah, so really quite serious. And Louise Beeston, she's calling on the federal government, isn't she, to stop the prosecution of her husband. It's a really stressful time for her. Absolutely. It's it's incredibly stressful for them. It's been going on for nearly six years now where they have gone through hell. Six years of this. Like, we can't get on with our lives. We haven't, like, we haven't had children. We've had to put, we've had to put our life effectively on hold for years. He doesn't work. He can't work. So she's the breadwinner. Their life has been in limbo for all these years, waiting to see what happens to him. Adele, why is it that the tax office is so adamant that Richard Boyle needs to be prosecuted? They feel that he committed a mortal sin, which is taking home taxpayers' information and that he should be punished for that. What his lawyers would argue is he was acting as a whistleblower and as a whistleblower you need to gather evidence to prove what you're saying is correct. So there's a stalemate and the laws are weak. So at the moment, Richard is just waiting. He's waiting for a judgment on an appeal that they launched earlier this year. And Adele, it's a significant case, isn't it? Human rights lawyers, they're watching it closely because they think this could have big ramifications for whistleblowers in this country. Yes, absolutely. It's a test case for whistleblowers and uh, he lost the first case. So now they're appealing it. And uh, they'll probably have to go to the High Court if they lose the appeal. They're just waiting on a decision on that. But it's not looking good. No. Because the laws need to be updated. Yeah, I was going to say, what about these laws? What do people need to know about the potential consequences of becoming a whistleblower here or how the laws work if they'll actually be protected? Well, in a worst case scenario, you can be facing prison, you know, if you're found guilty. You talk to other whistleblowers like Jeff Morris, who was the Commonwealth Bank whistleblower. In 2008, a CBA whistleblower, Jeff Morris, warned ASIC a rogue financial planner was engaged in fraudulent mismanagement of up to $300 million in client funds. And he talks about, you know, how people love whistleblowers, but they don't employ them. So you lose your job. You suffer from smear campaigns. It's a pretty terrible picture for whistleblowing in this country. In the United States, they have a whistleblower celebration day. It's quite different. We need to step up and protect whistleblowers and properly celebrate them because they are our heroes. And if you look at many of the inquiries, royal commissions, changes in legislation that happen, often At the core of it is a whistleblower who's come forward and exposed wrongdoing. Yeah, and what does it mean for all of us, Adele, citizens, when it's so hard for people on the inside to speak out about something that's troubling them, something that might be going wrong? That's not good for any of us, I suppose. It's not good for society. It's not good for democracy. 
And, you know, as, as Jeff Morris, the whistleblower, said, for every hundred whistleblowers that come to him, only one of them goes ahead with it because they're too scared. They're worried about the financial implications for their family, the mental toll for them and their family. And they say that is, it's just not worth it. The ultimate irony is that now millions of taxpayer dollars are being squandered in this awful pursuit of him through the court system, seeking to impose a criminal penalty on a man who exposed wrongdoing within one of our Commonwealth Government institutions and has changed things for the better. It's a terrible thing that's being done to him. It's a shameful thing that's being done to him. And I think most Australians would agree that this is just not right. So you can imagine if we had different laws, society might be a lot better. Yeah, all right. And Richard Boyle, does he regret it now at all, Adele becoming a whistleblower? He doesn't. He says he couldn't live with himself. He had to do it. He, he couldn't stand back and watch people who he thought were getting monstered by some heavy-handed deck tactics that he had to stand up and speak up and say, this is wrong, this needs to change. Adele Ferguson is an investigative journalist with the ABC. In a statement, the Australian Tax Office said it was not appropriate to comment on specific matters which are currently before the courts. Richard Boyle lost his legal bid to be declared immune from prosecution as a whistleblower in March. The appeal against that ruling began in South Australia's Supreme Court last month. This episode was produced by Lara Corrigan, Nell Whitehead and Anna John, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.